Welcome to the podcast where you get your news and views of the sports world that we live in. And now here's your podcaster, Lige Weichers. Welcome to the Lige Weichers Show. The agony of defeat and the thrill of victory. That's where I'm at right now. On one hand, I've got great agony in the Lions losing to the Cowboys last week. But then I've got the thrill of the Michigan Wolverines winning a playoff game and advancing to the national championship game. Where should we start? Do we start with the positive or do we start with the negative? And you know what? We're going to start on a high note. We're going to talk about Michigan walking right into the Rose Bowl and beating the Alabama Crimson Tide to secure their spot in the national championship in Houston, Texas. What an absolutely thrilling game. I talked about on the podcast last week that I thought Alabama had a better path to a blowout. But in all honesty, I thought this game was going to be back and forth. And I did pick Michigan on the show to pull out a close one, keep it close all the way through and come out victorious. I should have trusted myself a little bit more. The more I thought about it, I I was starting to fade off that pick. I wasn't convinced that Michigan could actually get it done. And I, I began watching the game and all of a sudden it appears to me that, man, Michigan might actually be the better team. They're making some dumb mistakes and they're still right in it, even up at times. If we could learn how to kick an extra point or even field a punt, wait, we might even be up more than seven points. But as the game kept going, it was going to be a dogfight no matter what. In the second half, it looked like Alabama was going to start to pull away. And Michigan, they showed up big. They had some big explosive plays that kept a minute. The running game, I thought was honestly really good for what it could have been. Michigan not being able to run most of the year and then running decently well against Penn State, Ohio State, and Alabama is kind of hilarious to me, but honestly, it kept him in the game. McCarthy tried to make some big mistakes. Fortunately, that first throw of the game, that was an interception. The guy stepped out of bounds first. Of course, McCarthy knew that, and that's why he risked throwing the ball away instead of right to the defender, but but I digress. I thought McCarthy made some big plays. All of a sudden, Michigan, they had a chance to drive right down the field and tie up the game. What do you know? They start marching right down the field using misdirection. Alabama wasn't communicating well on defense, and there was motion, there was crossers that were really confusing him. Michigan scores a touchdown, about a minute 40 left, but we know what's going to happen. Jalen Miller had finally figured out that he's not going to be able to pass, but he can run. And what do you know? Michigan gets a stop. They're going to get the ball back, maybe go get a field goal. They bring in a new punt returner, Michigan does, and he decides to try to fair catch at the five-yard line, and he muffs the punt. Imagine my dismay. After what it went through over the weekend to have Michigan lose the game on a second muffed punt of the game safety. But no, he was able to get the ball at the one yard line. Michigan's able to knee it out to go to overtime. Then Michigan loses the coin toss. I'm frustrated. Offense again, but honestly, it may have been a good thing. Quickly keep the momentum going. Two runs by Corum and it's a touchdown. Oh, here we go. All we need is one stand. Michigan plays well. They get down to fourth and goal from the three yard line. The defensive line, which honestly played really well all game, blitzing at the right time, confusing the offensive line. All the boys playing good, not one dominant game from one person, but everyone playing really well and the secondary holding up really well. It all came down to this. Three yards was all that stood between them and Houston. What does Alabama do? But they run it right up the middle. No gain. Michigan wins. I want to talk about that play for one second. It was another low snap. Alabama struggled with bad snaps all game. It was hard to tell exactly if that was a true run pass option. Could have he actually thrown it out to the swing pass and made the linebacker who's chased him out there try to make a play through traffic? I don't think that was ever a true play. And some people are saying that, well, if he would have followed his blockers with a better snap, he would have made it to the end zone. I, 
I don't really see that to be the case. Michigan had that blown up well. Things were moving quickly. But honestly, I don't think it was the best play call. Was it the worst? Nah, there probably could have been worse play calls. I was expecting some sort of Jalen Miller run, and that's what we got. It just happened that Michigan absolutely blew it up. They sold out for the run, left their boys in man coverage, and Michigan moves on. Man, I'm thrilled. A chance to play in a national championship game? Those opportunities don't come around very often. And I'd said before the game, well, Michigan loses, I'm going to cheer for Texas. But if Michigan wins, I'm definitely cheering for Washington because they're the easy matchup, right? Well, what do you know? Washington comes out, and Michael Penix has the game of his career. Absolutely throwing dimes all across the field. Rome Odunze is absolutely balling out. Polk and McMillan are both playing well. And Washington looks like, wow, how are you going to stop these guys in offense? Is Michigan's offense really going to be able to keep up with them? And Texas, honestly, had a really good chance to come back at the end when Washington was trying to blow it. But I got my wish. Washington versus Michigan for the national championship. Will I regret making this my wish? Or will Michigan show them what it means to be a real defense? A defense with a defensive line, linebackers, and a secondary that can play well? Michigan, they're a slight favorite. I think they're about four, four and a half point favorites last I looked. Michigan has everything in front of them. Penix, it's going to get him. He loves to throw deep and he's deadly accurate. Even if the guys have half a step, he's going to drop it in the bucket. And that's going to happen. But I think the ability to stop Washington's run going to keep him a little bit off schedule. And hey, get some pressure on Penix. I did not see Texas getting much pressure on Penix at all. You know that's Michigan's calling card. I think it's going to be another game script where Washington's going to have those big plays, but they're going to have some negative plays as well, and Michigan needs to capitalize. Continue to build consistency on offense. McCarthy needs to hopefully get the jitters out. Samaj Morgan was essentially benched at the end of last game. I would like to see him maybe have a bounce-back game because having him involved in offense would be very helpful instead of having him muff punts and drop passes. But I think this is a good thing for Michigan. It's going to come down to if Michigan's defense is actually a tier above Texas's defense and all the other defenses Washington has played, and I think they will. I'm looking forward to Monday night where Michigan can be crowned national champions. J.J. McCarthy, Jim Harbaugh, one final hoorah. I think the boys come together, and it's close early. But I think Michigan pulls away late and declares themselves national champions. I don't want to hear about any more sign stealing. I don't want to hear about any more, oh, they faked their way. No, no, no. This is as legit as it comes. This wasn't beating old Florida State in the four game and then some other bad team. No, this is beating Alabama and Washington who just beat Texas. This is as legit as it comes, and I hope everyone keeps hating. Just wait for Monday. Just wait for Monday, and we will see what happens. Before I could have all this thrilling action, though, I have to rewind two days. Saturday night, Lions and Cowboys play an absolute wild emotional game. This game was full of twists and turns that, honestly, I wasn't ready for. The Lions' defense, they are playing a little bit better than I expected. An early turnover from Dak Prescott, even though the Lions' offense couldn't get moving, Oh, wow. And what do I know? More defense. Derek Barnes hits Dak Prescott and tackles him for a safety. Wait, what? He didn't tackle him? Dak Prescott just steps to the side and Derek Barnes decides not to tackle him? 92-yard touchdown for CeeDee Lamb. Oh, boy. Here we go. From safety to touchdown in an instant. This was not what I was hoping would happen. It started to look like Dallas was going to pull away. They were even about to score another touchdown. And the worst rule in all of football struck when CeeDee Lamb fumbled the ball through the end zone out of bounds. Lions football. It's always nice when you can benefit from the worst rule of football. And all of a sudden, the Lions had a chance. Man, they get the ball back. Down seven. Chance to go tie the game. Here we go. Jared Goff completes a pass. Next play, Jared Goff goes to throw a little out route. Interception. Oh, great. 
the goof struck again. And well, it's going to happen, you know. The golf is going to golf every once in a while. But what do you know? The Cowboys start giving the Lions a chance. They start throwing the ball instead of just running it three times. And then, oh, wow, what do you know? A bad call by the refs. They call tripping on the wrong team. Wow, this helps out the Lions a lot. Okay, Lions get the ball back a minute 50, I believe. No timeouts. All you got to do is score a touchdown, tie up the game. Lions start moving the ball. Goff playing good golf football, and they score a touchdown to Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, boy, here we go. 23 seconds left. Just going to tie the game and go to overtime, right? Well, all us Lions fans knew, no, there was no chance Campbell was going to kick. He was he was going for two. And honestly, I agreed. It was one play to win the game 50-50. I loved this call. Not only that, I loved the play call. Jared Goff rolls to the ray a little bit, and he lofts his pass back to the left. Wow, normally when you loft it like that, you have someone wide open. And it's a big offensive lineman who makes the catch. Who was that? Was that Taylor Decker? Oh my goodness, can you believe what I've just witnessed? A trick play to beat the Dallas Cowboys in prime time. Man, the celebration was on. It was about 20 seconds of pure enjoyment, pure excitement, pure celebration, pure jubilee. And then what do you know? The little icon comes across the screen, flag. Yep, here we go. Eh, Something happened. Something went wrong. The refs say their thing about illegal touching or whatever they wanted to say. And, well, that makes sense. You know, the Lions probably messed up the reporting. So we're back to a two-point try from the seven. Well, you should probably kick it, right? No, Dan Campbell was like a gambler in Vegas at 5 o'clock in the morning going to the ATM. He was ready. He needed more. He was a little bit on tilt, and he was going for it. And they don't get it. But another flag. Micah Parsons offsides. All right, here we go. Third try is a charm. From the three-and-a-half-yard line, Jerry Goff throws a bad ball to James Mitchell. It's over. Lions lose. Man, my heart, it was struggling. The Lions, they didn't even play well. There were so many missed opportunities, and they still couldn't quite get it done. Now, I was a bit positive because, well, well, the Lions didn't play well, and they contended with Dallas. Clean a few things up, and they're right in this. But I was pretty positive going forward, and I get on my phone, and I start looking on Twitter. I say, wait a second, what are all these videos I see circling? Did did the Lions actually report as eligible? Did Taylor Decker report as eligible? How could have this happened? They they called a penalty on him as not being eligible. Uh, It must have been a mistake. And then I read some more and look around some more. And what do you know? Taylor Decker did report. Dan Skipper didn't report. 70 did not report. Taylor Decker was an eligible receiver who caught that pass. That should have been a touchdown. Not only was this a judgment call, this was a procedural call that the refs got wrong. Wow, the refs truly did screw the Lions. My heart, I would say, couldn't handle it, but honestly, it could. I've been screwed by the refs so many times. This one hurt. It hurt more, I will say that, but it wasn't the playoffs. I didn't think this was the best game by the Lions, and I attribute some of it to playoff nerves. Not in the sense that it was the playoffs, but this was a huge game. This was for seeding. This was... the. Truly the first big, big game of the year. Ben Johnson was a little bit off. The execution was poor. Campbell made some over-aggressive decisions. And I must go on a tangent here. I heard some people questioning Dan Campbell's aggressiveness. And sure, can you say he made a bad call or two? Absolutely. Far be it from me to be glad that my coach is finally more aggressive than every other coach in the league who coaches so conservative, scared to lose their job. Yes, I would rather have a coach who leans on the aggressive side than not. Yes, there was another fake punt that worked that people don't want to talk about because it worked, but say, hey, you should have kicked the extra point when you were at the seven-yard line. Sure, he should have. I love Dan Campbell. I love Dan Campbell because he's willing to try to win, willing to be more aggressive than any other coach in the league, 
And absolutely, it was worth it. Will there be some bad decisions that go along there with there that don't work out? Sure. But there'll also be a ton of decisions and win percentage gained by all the fourth downs they go for, all the willingness to put yourself out there and be aggressive and play to actually win. I'm sorry that I like my coach to be aggressive, but you can continue to love your conservative coaches who punt a fourth and one from the opponent's 45. Sure, you have them. I'll stick with Dan Campbell. But I think the boys learned from this week. Execution has to be better. Coaching has to be better, especially against the Cowboys when they have a speed advantage. Don't be calling these traps, these draws. Run it right up the middle. Body on body. Be more physical. And that stuff was working, especially in the second half. I saw improvement. I think Campbell uses this as motivation for the Lions to keep them going to say it truly is Detroit versus everybody. That is why I expect that some of why I think they are going to play their starters against the Vikings to keep that momentum going. Honestly, would have I taken just resting all the stars? Yes, but I understand why Campbell is doing it. Let's get a big win against Minnesota. Let's keep it rolling into the playoffs. And where do I want to go? I want to go back to Dallas. I want to go back to the scene of the crime and we will see what happens. Finally, before we leave, I got to talk about Colts and Texans. The Colts and Texans are playing essentially what is a playoff game. Saturday night for a wild card spot most likely, but potentially the division. The Colts are one-point underdogs in Indy against the Texans. I know what everyone's thinking. This has to be a C.J. Stroud spot, a Texan spot. It's going to be hard for the Colts to score a lot of points. I have faith in the Colts. I think it's going to be tough to run, which means that that leaves everything else on Gardner Minshew's shoulders. Pittman's playing, Downs is playing. As long as the offensive line is healthy, which they have some guys questionable, I think Stroud will score points, but not score as many as we might be thinking. I think the Colts pull out a close one. Luke, I talked to him, could have some potential baby swag in line, and that is only good news for the Colts. I think the Colts win, and we are looking for an elusive weekend. A weekend where the Colts make the playoffs. The Lions whoop a division rival and Michigan win the national championship. That's the goal. That's what we're here to do. I'll be back next week to recap it all. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Show. Leave a rating and review. Five stars in Apple Podcasts. It really helps out. And we'll talk next week.